0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to We Liked You First, the podcast that puts a spotlight on emerging writers and actors. My name is Patrick Carlyle, and I am your host. This week's episode is the reading of a television pilot called The Greek Gods by Seth Harper, featuring main cast members Austin Jordan as Poseidon, McKenna Randall as Hades, Sarah Yanagita as Hera, Tanner Ralph as Zeus, and Steve Buscemi. And our guest stars, Justin Porter as Apollo, and Amanda Gwynn as Athena. Special thanks to Madeline Bird for reading the stage directions. If you're interested in submitting a script to be read, or you would like to perform on our podcast, please visit our Facebook page, We Liked You First, or email us at we at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.
1: Fade in, exterior, Mount Olympus, morning. The sun rises on a suburban street. A corner street sign reads, Mount Olympus. A small political sign occupies the grass of a house on that same corner. Covering the politician's name on the sign is a white piece of paper carrying the words, long live the Greek gods, hashtag LLTGG. Super, Mount Olympus 2020. Interior, kitchen, morning. A 35-year-old, dark-haired Zeus studies a laptop on the kitchen table with a bowl of fruity pebbles on his lap. The laptop screen shows a Twitter account named, Long Live the Greek Gods with 14 followers. Super Zeus, God of the Sky. Zeus tweets out, Headed to church this morning. Don't forget about us. Hashtag LLTGG Zeus. He hits send, looking quite pleased. He scratches the head of his three-headed chihuahua, Cerberus. Zeus walks to interior hallway, morning, a bedroom door, and knocks.
2: Poseidon, it's almost time for church.
1: The door opens, revealing a blonde Poseidon, 30. If you didn't already know, you wouldn't be able to tell. They are brothers. Super, Poseidon, God of the Sea. Pose- Sidon carries serious California surfer vibes, currently hidden by a snorkel and large goggles. As the door opens, water and fish flood from the room, filling the hall up to Zeus's ankles.
2: I thought we talked about cleaning up before church on Sundays.
3: Sorry, bro. I was having the best talk with the rainbow fish, and he has the most interesting theory about climate change. (laughs) I think it might really make a difference. Want to hear about it? Nope, I don't. Pre-church meeting in the living room in
2: five minutes.
1: Interior living room, morning. Zeus and Poseidon sit on a couch several feet apart. It's just them. Stacks of neatly organized papers lay on a table in front of them.
3: Is no one else coming?
2: You know how it goes. One person can't make it, and so you reschedule... And then someone else can't make it, and next thing you know, a thousand years go by and you still don't know who stole fire and gave it to the humans. (sighs) I think it'll be easier if we just meet ourselves.
3: Yeah, I guess so. So what's the purpose of this meeting? We're broke. Again?
2: Our social media initiative isn't going as planned. Only 14 followers on Twitter, and most of those are other Greek gods. So it's time to get real. If we want the Greek gods to be relevant again, we need everyone to start coming to board meetings again and get involved. This needs to be a team effort.
3: You know, this isn't going to go over well with a team, and you know how they feel about being referred to as a team.
2: Well, this is what's happening. We just have to sell them on it. Does that include Hera? Sure does.
3: Well, church seems like a good place to start.
1: Exterior, Mount Olympus, day. A ten-seater van sits in the driveway. A dressed-up Poseidon attempts to start it with no luck. <laughs> ah,
2: you're up. This whole go green with electric cars thing is really exhausting for me.
3: And how many Earths do we have? One Earth. Yo, get him, cowboy. The Greek gods are renewable energy sufficient. Zeus hops out
1: rubs his hands together, generates green sparks, and slams his hand <coughs> on the hood. A loud zap brings the car to life. With Zeus now back in the car, Poseidon pulls out of their driveway and into the driveway next door. After a honk from Poseidon, out walks Hera, 40, with a stern look on her face. She climbs in the back seat of the van, super Hera, goddess of marriage. Hera. Zeus.
3: How's marriage counseling going, guys?
1: Not great, Poseidon. Thanks for asking. Exterior, the underworld, night. An expensive skyscraper lights up the dark sky. Beneath the building, a world on fire. Super, the underworld. Interior, skyscraper apartment, night. Hades, 40, puts on his nicest black robes. A beard lined with gray hairs highlights his tired face. Exterior, church, day. A sign reads, Harper's Church, funeral home, and daycare also. The van pulls into the small parking lot of the modest-sized church. Interior, church, morning. Three elderly people sit throughout the benches, as well as the other Greek gods. As the trio walks in the door, Apollo, 25, with a chiseled jaw, approaches.
3: Is this it?
1: Super, Apollo, god of the sun.
3: Attendance has been down ever since that Golden Corral opened up a few blocks down.
2: Let's just get started.
3: Zeus walks away. Listen guys, keep this under wraps for now, but Zeus plans on bringing everyone in to get involved in this Make Us Relevant Again initiative. Still on that? When we went corporate a few years back, we knew this might happen. We just don't get the donations we used to get. Plus, taxes are higher than ever on those donations.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Church of the Greek Gods. Once upon a time, you mortals ran these churches. You would worship us for hours on end, and the sacrificial lamb offerings? So good. So good! But that ended a few thousand years ago, and in this world, if you don't adapt, you get left behind. Sadly, we learned that the hard way by not adapting and getting left behind. But hey, what are you going to do? Anyway, today we...
1: The sound of a human-sized crater opening in the middle of the chapel drowns out Zeus's words.
2: Not again.
1: Through the flames, shadows and screams coming from below, a struggling Hades lifts himself up. Super Hades, god of the underworld. Hades stands, turns, and kicks at the undead trying to follow him up. No! Stop it! Hades continues fighting off the demons as the crater closes, swallowing up the flames and screams. He looks up, finding all eyes on him. Am I late?
2: Hades, what in the hell is wrong with you?
4: You mean what in the underworld is wrong with me, and I'm coming to church, just like the rest of you.
3: Yeah, but we don't show up late with the horde of demons at our tail.
4: Well, whatever. Whatever. I'm here now. Okay.
2: As I was saying...
4: Even if I was here on time, it's not like you'd be happy to see me. Oh, boy. What? You gave me the underworld, which means my only friends are dead people, sometimes on fire, and don't think I don't know that you call me your intern behind my back ever since we went corporate.
3: Interns have a lot of responsibility.
5: Ah, but you're not paying me. College credit is worth its weight in gold. Hades, this is not the time. That's what you say every week. And you continue to do this at church
2: every week. Hades, it's time to go.
4: Well, too bad. I'm not leaving.
1: Ares? Ares, 35 and full of muscles, walks over to Hades, towering over him in an intimidating manner. Super, Ares, God of War. <laughs>
4: okay, okay, fine. I'll go. But not because you're making me. Good luck running the Greek gods with nearly zero income. I've built quite the lucrative business down in the underworld, so I'm sitting pretty. And good luck sending out this year's Christmas card without me.
2: Yeah, we're really going to struggle without our interns.
1: I'll give your dog chocolate again. Ah! Zeus dives over the pulpit, tackling Hades to the ground. They roll around until Ares pulls them apart, throwing them each to the opposite ends of the room. Zeus and Hades rise from the ground, floating several feet above the heads of their unimpressed, bored onlookers. Hades magically pulls skeleton bones from his robes and throws them at Zeus, who zaps them out of the air one by one. Ha! Gah! Vuh! Guys, come on! An especially large bone gets past Zeus's zaps, smacking him square in the face. Zeus responds in pain and anger by hitting Hades with a lightning strike. Poseidon pulls out a pack of gum, popping one in his mouth and offering a piece to Apollo and Hera who do the same. The situation in front of them is nothing new. Can you do something? Poseidon reluctantly snaps his fingers, (sniffs) causing huge amounts of water to slam down over the heads of Zeus and Hades, crashing them into the ground, unconscious. Interior, Mount Olympus, day. Poseidon and Hera sit, watching a dried-off Zeus pace around the living room.
2: That's it. He has interrupted church for the last time. I say we take legal action to have him removed from the Greek gods. Can we do that? I know a lawyer. We all know a lawyer. It's our lawyer. But it's not just church, is it? He has done nothing to help get our name back out there. We did make him our intern. Which is an important role. Every good company has one. Apple, Facebook. We checked, remember? Do you really want to do this? Won't hurt to talk to a lawyer.
1: I don't think we've had this much family drama since Dad ate us. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. Classic Dad. Interior Underworld Therapist Office, night. Hades lies on a couch. In a chair, Steve Buscemi sits with a notepad. I just don't get me.
2: And how does that make you feel?
4: Well, not great, Steve. Not great at all. Let me break this down for you. I help my family take down our evil father who tried to eat us. They give me the underworld, make me their intern, and then they get mad when I show up a little late to church. I swear you release a little black plague on the earth just once and you're never forgiven.
2: What have you done to reconnect with them?
4: There's not much I can do. As soon as I show up, Zeus turns it into hate on Hades time. It's a thing I saw it trending on Twitter once.
2: A lot of times, there's a much deeper issue at play. I doubt your rift with Zeus comes down to releasing one plague that killed hundreds of millions of people.
4: <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's silly.
2: Exactly. And we need to find out what's really going on here that won't happen until you address the problem directly. And you know what that means.
4: I need to spread rumors about how Zeus released that plague.
2: You need to start talking to Zeus. Hmm.
4: I'm glad you went back to school and became a therapist, Steve Buscemi. Acting wasn't really working out for you.
2: I'm not a therapist. You kidnapped me and brought me down here.
1: Eh, still. Interior, conference room, evening. Poseidon, Hera, Apollo, Ares, and Athena sit around a conference table. A chair at the head of the table remains empty.
3: Big news for me, guys. Just hit 100,000 followers on Twitch.
1: How? Super, Athena, goddess of wisdom.
3: I live stream myself flying the sun across the sky.
1: And people
5: watch that?
3: Humans love weird stuff like that. You should try when you fly the moon tonight. Speaking of that, it's still sunny outside. Shouldn't you be flying it right now? Nah. We're in that sweet spot when neither the sun nor the moon really need to be flown. They're kind of an autopilot.
5: They pretty much fly themselves
1: these days. We're usually just there for insurance reasons. Zeus enters and sits in an empty chair at the head of the table. All business.
2: Thanks for meeting, guys. There's quite a few things we need to go over that, quite frankly, are overdue.
5: Hold that, Zeus. What's this I hear about you wanting us to come back to
1: board meetings? As if passing a torch, Zeus looks at Poseidon, who looks at Apollo, who looks at Hera, who looks at Poseidon, who looks back at Zeus.
3: (laughs) I dropped the ball on this one, buddy. Well, Athena, we haven't made
2: any progress in the getting humans to worship us again department because I'm the only one doing any work. Also, we're broke.
5: Right. But you're the
1: only one who really cares about this. The room breaks out into a chaotic debate about whether or not they care. Zeus struggles to gain control again.
2: Hey, hey! Who killed Dad when he started eating everyone?
3: You. You. You.
2: And that means who's in charge?
6: You. You. You.
2: I'm saying... That everyone needs to do their part. Now, moving on. Hera, update everyone on our finances.
1: Well, as Hades so lovingly pointed out earlier today, we're pretty much broke.
3: <laughs> uh, I actually have an idea about that. <clears throat> we need money, right? Kids really seem to hate us more than ever these days, calling us, and I quote, so old they don't even have a name for our generation. We're the original baby boomers, the OGs.
1: Well, we need a way to connect better and make money at the same time. From under the table, Poseidon brings out a poster board with a large graphic reading, Greek God's Lemonade Stand. A few shakes of heads shuts it down quickly.
2: We'll come back to money. That brings us to our most important topic of the evening, Hades.
5: What can be done?
2: We're going to sue Hades and have him removed as a Greek god.
5: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Hold up there, Apollo. Didn't you hear what Hades said at church today? He has some sort of business going on in the underworld. Don't you think that could help us,
1: seeing as we're broke? Murmurs of agreement.
2: Yeah, but he's the worst. How will we garner any respect with him around?
5: How will we pay the rent on this office space without him around? Besides, we don't have any respect to begin with. Let's worry about that after we get some money in our pockets. Zeus considers.
2: Poseidon, would you get him to come in?
1: Oh,
3: oh! Oh, don't make me go down there!
1: Exterior, underworld, night. Poseidon walks cautiously on a path leading to the skyscraper. Noises come from bushes and buildings, many of them on fire. Behind him, several undead follow at a distance. Poseidon seems relieved to finally walk into Interior Skyscraper Lobby night. Steve Buscemi sits at a desk, flipping through a newspaper called The Daily Darkness.
3: Steve Buscemi? Oh,
1: hey man.
3: You know everyone up on Earth has been wondering about you? I've been here,
2: trapped for what Hades calls an eternity. Think you can get me out? I'll see what I can
3: do, but for now can I go see him? Elevator's right there.
1: Interior, elevator, night. Poseidon finds two floor options, lobby and penthouse. After clicking penthouse, the elevator starts to move while the sound of silence plays through speakers. Interior, waffle house,
2: night. What are you getting?
1: Probably waffles.
2: I hear they have good waffles.
1: Interior, elevator, night. The sound of silence continues to play. Interior, Waffle House, night. Have
2: you ever noticed how the food here is always better when the cook has like ten tattoos and constantly takes smoke breaks? I hope our cook has a bunch of tattoos.
1: Interior, Elevator, night. The sound of silence ends and immediately starts over. Interior, Waffle House, night. Let's get started, shall we? Yes.
2: So, as our lawyer, what should our first point of action be?
5: Drop the case. Excuse me? Without the support of the entire board, you won't get him kicked out. Plus, you'd be going behind everyone's back. It doesn't hurt to look into it. Well, in the eyes of the court, even though you're the head of the board, you still need the approval of the entire board.
2: Oh, you're saying it'll be a tough case to win.
1: I'm saying there isn't a case at all. A cook with tattoos walks out the front door, cigarette in hand.
2: You love to see it.
1: Interior, skyscraper apartment, night. Hades plays 2K from his couch as the elevator doors open and Poseidon enters. It's a well-furnished apartment, not something you'd expect in the underworld.
3: Hey, hey man, what's up?
4: Well, Steph can't hit a three to save his life. That's... lift up.
3: How are are things down here? Well,
4: the best player on my softball team tore his meniscus. How does a dead person still manage to get hurt, you ask? Couldn't tell ya. And on top of that, everything's on fire.
3: You have this sick bachelor pad. I mean, that's something.
4: And I have Steve Buscemi, and no one can ever take that away from me. (laughs) So why did you really come?
3: It's Zeus. You guys need to make up.
4: I'm not apologizing for church.
3: Well, We both know that won't happen. But if you just come into the office and hear him out, I think it'll help.
4: Can I bring
1: Steve with me? Absolutely! Yes! Interior, conference room, day. Zeus, Poseidon, Hera, and Athena sit around the table. Poseidon hums the sound of silence. Zeus, Hera, and Athena join in until they're harmonizing in unison. (laughs) A knock on the door grabs the room's attention. Zeus opens the door and finds Hades and Steve Buscemi with tied up hands. Zeus and Hades stare each other down, daring the other to speak first.
2: While we're here, can we talk about letting me go free?
1: I believe
4: you have something to say to me, Zeus.
2: Can we watch the attitude?
4: Okay, is this why I'm here? Zeus! (sighs)
2: We'd like you to come back to board meetings. As? Not our intern.
4: Interesting proposal. Let me discuss with my colleague.
1: I'll do it. Steve, shall we? Hades leads Steve Buscemi out of the room. why do he leave? We have a board meeting in like 10 minutes. I'll go get him. Fade to black.
0: So we just heard um, The Greek Gods by Seth Harper. Um, joining us here is my co-host, Emma Maté. Say hi, Emma.
6: Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here with you, Patrick.
0: I'm so excited to have you here with me. Um, one really fun fact about this particular author and having you with us, Emma, is that he's your brother.
6: He is. He's, he's an awesome brother. He's super creative, and I'm really excited that we get to talk with him on the podcast today.
0: Oh, I'm super excited, too. Um, Seth, so um, here you are. Welcome. Um, welcome.
6: Hello. Uh, Thank you.
0: <laughs> Um, yeah, so I mean, like, I, I read your script, like, just in preparation to record it, like, I read it like six or seven times in the <laughs> first day. Um, and most of it was just because I loved it so much. And <laughs> I loved your characters. I loved your dialogue um, and how they talked. I like how you humanized these mythical, mythical beings um, from the Greek pantheon. I think that was amazing. Um, I think you did a really good job. Um, how did you come up with the idea to do, to do a, a sitcom about the, about the Greek gods?
7: Well, I've always had some interest in the Greek gods. In middle school, I would listen to the Percy Jackson books every night before bed, well, while I went to sleep. And um, one of my favorite things to write about, or is to, like my favorite topic is historical comedy Um, and so I've written other pieces about historical figures and so I want to do something about the Greek gods, but with a twist where they're in modern day, um, and no one really cares about them and they're trying to stay relevant and kind of what that would look like, what, what they would be like
0: today. Yeah. (laughs) I I love it. Go ahead, Emma, did you have something to say?
6: Oh, I just think it's, it's such a funny thing to mix comedy with the Greek gods, because typically um, in my experience and learning about the Greek gods, it's almost been a a heavy kind of a reverence around these gods. And so to have a, to to take it as like, um, okay, it's modern day, trying to stay relevant and and it's humorous. I mean, the juxtaposition there was just perfect.
0: Oh I I I, would, I I love the that you brought up like the juxtaposition of you know because the Greek gods were so revered um in their time right um the, you know sacrifices and you even have Zeus bring up how much he loved the sacrifices in the script which I thought was so funny um but you have you know they were so revered and I just love the bringing them down onto a human level where their life is just so funny um and their relationship with each other is, is so funny. I think that was something you did super well. I thought it was super creative.
6: Seth, a question I have for you is in writing this, how much research did you do? And was it purely for just education purposes? Or were you also kind of digging into a more spiritual side of it as well before writing this?
7: You know, I didn't do too much res- research. Um, like I said, I already knew enough to be able to write the characters and know like uh, which Greek gods were the god of whatever, like besides the god of the sea. Um, I, di- I did do a couple, I did do a few Google searches to clarify some things, um, but I knew enough and I refer back to a bunch of mythology uh, things that they did thousands of years ago in this world um, and I refer to it in a comical in a comical sense um, so if you know your Greek gods then you'll definitely recognize certain things.
0: couple okay. easter eggs in there. Exactly. I, I have a question you know just kind of maybe going along with that um, you know you said you don't you didn't do like a, like maybe a deep dive into your research and you kind of just based a lot of stuff on stuff that you had already known um but to, as a writer did you base maybe any of the relationships or any of the characters off of yourself or your own family and I hope not to open a can of words <laughs> um but did you ever like did you draw on anything personal that you're willing to maybe share with us that you thought oh this character was just like me or just like one of my brothers or my sister or <laughs> anything fun yes like
6: that. yes do tell
0: You know, I based one character off of
7: my sister, but I'm not going to tell who. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I would say Poseidon is the character most most based off myself, Um, but not completely. But there's just a few things. Um, But I have a joke uh, that Poseidon and Zeus say that is based off a joke that me and my brother... We'll say to each other uh, the bit about how we only have one Earth. Um, me and my me and my brother Sam, we will yell that at, at each other quite often. I
6: have I have witnessed that.
7: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love that. So I uh, have to give some credit to Sam for that one. I can't take full <laughs> writing credit. Um, well,
6: Seth, this was absolutely excellent. Um. I would love to dive into other ways that you have, um, I would love to dive into other ways that you've explored your creative side and and things you've done professionally in writing.
7: Yeah, so screenwriting for me is a hobby. It's not what I'm going to do professionally. And there's a lot of mistakes in this script. Um, There's a lot of things that could be better. And there's the story structure could definitely use improvement. So this might not be the final version of my script, um, but I, have a, I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, it's something I've done for a f- couple of years now, um, but I'm at BYU-Idaho studying journalism and I've worked at the scroll, the, new, the school newspaper there for a couple of years now. Um, and so it's, you can be creative in journalism, but it's very different a very different type of writing.
6: Sure. Well, and I know you have um, reported on some pretty heavy cases as well, heavy stories, I suppose, um, in your time as, you know, writing for the school newspaper.
7: Yeah, um, I reported on, I've reported on court cases. Uh, the most prominent one is the Lori Vallow case. A lot of people in Rexburg and across the nation will have heard of that um, I was in the room for one of her court cases.
3: Oh wow! That's and amazing.
7: my my face made it into a Dateline episode. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. He's my on brothers. TV. And I've covered protests, and um, I've written about sensitive topics like racism at BYU Idaho.
0: Um, so I've done cool stuff like that. Yeah. I've actually I, read that article, Seth, and I, I was just going to say that's, that, that was a really well written and very, very powerful, you know, I guess, expression of writing that you've done. And I, I, I'm just going to say I was very impressed. Uh, very thank well you. Done. Yeah,
7: me, my, me and my coworker spent about three weeks working on that. We were very yeah. happy with the product. That, uh,
6: that, that racism in, in Rexburg or BYU-Idaho, excuse me, um, article, Um it actually has become required reading for some professors for the, to, that they've given to their classes. Um, so it's, it's a, it was quite a powerful article. And I just love how you're using your writing to really make a difference and to really expose some really sensitive subjects and, and some things that would be easy to ignore. Um, and that's the power of writing, that's the power of the press. Think
7: you're doing an excellent job at it. Yeah, thanks. Do what I can. Um, just reporting what's out there. So I wouldn't say what I'm doing is necessarily anything special, but
0: oh, I would defer. So I I wouldn't agree with that. I think you know what you're doing is 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 important. Your your voice is is unique, Seth, and um, there's not a lot of people who you know i think creative writing is and you know is, is 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 art in its own way but journalism and you know the people that have the eye for those things i think you know they have a you know i think they have a special talent to notice things and and then to put down in words how they notice those things and and able to and being able to communicate to mass audiences you know you know through that medium i think is such an amazing skill you know i i just wouldn't downplay it
6: you, uh, you do write very serious articles for um, for the newspaper. And then you uh, write these scripts, these shorts that are hilarious, that are, I, I've read some of your other things that can be a little edgy, maybe a little crass, all in good humor, but absolutely hilarious. Why do you think that is, that that you have such Cooler, um writing skills like is one an outlet for the other
7: you know it's all about knowing your audience you got to know your audience you got to know who you're writing to um i don't know i just like doing different things i get bored if i do the same thing over and over so you gotta switch it up
6: absolutely absolutely so, what does the future look like for you, for Seth and writing?
7: Well, I graduate this December from BOU idaho and then whoever wants to hire me, I will then work for. We'll see <laughs> if that happens.
6: Notice the resume attached below. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Yeah, well, in regards to that, to that Seth, um, I really hope our listeners um, have enjoyed your writing, but I also hope they want to find out more about you. Is there anywhere that they can find you, um, like on Facebook or LinkedIn, or do you have a YouTube channel that I don't know about? Um, is there any place that they can go to find out more about you so that they can hire you or they can refer you to somebody that can get you in the door? You can add me on
7: LinkedIn uh, or Facebook or anywhere. Yeah. Um, My email is sethharper 5 at gmail.com.
6: Perfect. Awesome. Well, Seth, this has been such a treat having you here, reading your stuff. As always, I love your work. And um, yeah, it's been really, really fun to have you.
0: Yeah, Seth. Thank you um, very much. It it is such an honor that you got to be. You know that you were willing to be our first episode and to let us kind of guinea pig you a little bit um, oh i was
7: i was honored as much as i was shocked that you chose me but uh <laughs> this has been great i appreciate you giving me
0: this chance oh well we love you seth and you're you're such a such a talented individual and i'm really excited to see what the future holds for you um well um just remember we liked you first
6: we liked you first <laughs>
0: Um, Thank you guys for listening. This has been an interview with Seth Harper, the writer of The Greek Gods and a future Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. Um, Tune in in two weeks for our next episode. Have a good night.